Hello, Pastor Lisa Bates Froyland here from Redeemer Lutheran Church in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Welcome to our fourth season of the Redeemer Lives, Redeemer Lives podcast, a more portable way to take in the weekly preaching and music here at Redeemer. This season, we weather the winter months together. Join us as we prepare for Christmas in December and get to know Jesus through scripture and song in January, February, March, and then head toward a crescendo in April with a retelling of Jesus's death and resurrection. Imagine that, a religion founded on the promise that new life can emerge from death. And lucky us here in Wisconsin, because nature will be showing us this truth at the very same time. And now, here's the sermon. That was really, really interesting for me um, to see you responding uh, verse by verse to that gospel. I'm going to start in a really lighthearted place, but we're going to go to some serious places during this sermon today. So we're starting with my refrigerator and the really great uh, realization that I had just a few weeks ago that my current refrigerator, though it's one of those silver shiny ones, is magnetic. I have missed so much being able to put refrigerator magnets on the refrigerator. I love it. It's a place for self-expression and I'd been missing it with my previous refrigerator. So why do I bring this up? This reading is a collection of sayings of Jesus and so you'll find versions of this collection in each of the Gospels um, in different orders, sometimes some different wording, but in a way It's like looking at Jesus's refrigerator and seeing the magnets on there um, that's there. My magnets, usually um, I pick one up when I travel. So it's a picture of a place or something like that. It might be a picture of someone in my family. There's not a lot of my refrigerator magnets that have words that reflect my beliefs, but I do have two that are like that. And so I brought those in today. One of them says, Each of us is more than the worst thing we've ever done. Each of us is more than the worst thing we've ever done. And the second one is, the opposite of poverty is not wealth. The opposite of poverty is justice. Both of these are by Brian Stevenson, who is the founder of the Equal Justice Initiative and a hero of mine. So if we think about this reading as a collection of sayings of Jesus, they kind of go together, but not perfectly. They show up in other gospels, different order. So imagine for a moment that you're visiting a friend's house and you see a variety of fridge magnets and you know they've chosen to have them there. And most of them seem fine, but then a couple of them are like troubling. You start to wonder, who is this friend that I've said I would ride and die for. What about that magnet that says, another day of outward smiles and inward screams? (laughs) It's one I found online, it exists. And the other one that I found online is, I love cats, it's people that annoy me. (laughs) So on this day, when you have braved snowy streets, Many are staying even for the annual meeting. You might be wondering, who is this Jesus that I'm following (laughs) and who 
got me here this morning and will even have me help lead this faith community in the other room after our worship. Who is this Jesus I'm following who says some of the things that we just read? I'm not going to get to all of them. You're like, oh, phew. <laughs> no, I'm not going to get to all of them. But some of those who really kind of stick out have interpretation and translation that will help make it feel not quite so, um, so strange to us. So for instance, the one that says, um, you should fear the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. The hell in that statement is Gehenna. Gehenna was actually the garbage dump outside of Jerusalem. So in effect, what's being said here is fear the one who wants to throw you away entirely to say that you are not worthy of being a person, that you are trash. The one who wants to steal your hope and erase your worth. It makes sense to fear one like that. But we're not talking necessarily about eternal damnation and the hells and the fire and all those things that we tend to bring to it. Second, this part about Jesus will deny people to God if they don't acknowledge him, I think we can just take that one at face value. It, it wouldn't make sense for Jesus to lie on our behalf if we have not understood Jesus as the Son of God and followed that way of understanding God, then that simply makes sense. Um, and then there's this other one. And the reason that I titled the sermon, Now Why Do You Have to Go and Say That? Can you guess which one I'm going to go for? You know how much I love peace. It's, I have come not to bring peace, but a sword. Is this a justification for religious violence that Jesus is recommending? You know that I'm just back from the Holy Land. The day that I was flying away from that place was the day that um, nine Palestinians were killed in a refugee camp near Janine a place that I did not visit. The following day, seven Jews were killed near a synagogue, and then two more the day after that. Is this religious extremism popping up? Is this about whose land is it? Is this about how are we being controlling of one another? I thought about that, and then I thought about the death toll that was accumulating over here while I was overseas. The mass shootings, every time I opened up the news, there were more of them, and they're not fitting into our paradigm of what, how these things go anymore, right? It's not the angry young white man in every case. We used to be able to predict these things to a certain extent. Gun violence throughout the country and there's another death toll that's always being racked up here in the city of Milwaukee. Some gun deaths and some vehicular deaths nearly every day. Drop, 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 drop. But for this particular first area, religious extremism, those who are under great stress and confusion will look at a scripture like this and say, Jesus said we're going to need the sword. And so it's very important 
for you and for me, students of the Bible and the scriptures, those who come together in a community of faith to listen and hear and understand one another, that I will tell you today, this is not a justification for religious violence, and this is not about um, not wanting peace. We have extremism on the rise here in the United States. Christian nationalism is a threat. We are seeing a rise in anti-Semitic hate speech and hate crimes. We have many disaffected youth that are vulnerable to this kind of messaging. In fact, we are going to be singing a hymn at the very end of this worship service called O Zion Haste. And that word Zion has become a flashpoint now. So this is a little teaching moment here. Jewish Zionists are those who would say that the nation of Israel, that piece of land, belongs to Jewish people and that anyone else there doesn't really belong there. Christian Zionists read the book of Daniel and the book of Revelation to say that certain things need to happen, mostly politically, so that the Messiah will return. That's Zion for those two groups of people. In both cases, it will mean a displacement of Palestinians who have lived and worked that land for many, many, many generations. A faithful view of Zion, in my mind, is nestled right in our Lord's Prayer. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Zion as an idea is the arrival of the kingdom of God with all of its markers of justice for all that we pray about each week. But back to this sword that Jesus has said he has come to bring. That was the serious part of the sermon. This item that Jesus is referring to here is actually in the Greek a term I'm not even going to try to pronounce on this day, but it starts with an M. It was used for the large knives that were used by fishermen to take off the scales, to fillet the fish. This makes sense, right? He's talking to his disciples, many of whom were fishers. The main purpose of those blades were to separate different parts of a cut of meat or fish. This is the same term that gets used in the book of Hebrews to depict the scripture's ability to separate truth from error. So, the sword that Jesus is talking about will divide. And the major dividing point that Jesus is coming for is over how to be in relationship with God. Earning love and acceptance through being the right kind of person, doing the right kind of thing, separated from Jesus's message, learning to accept God's love and grace extended to you because you exist. Nothing more than that. Your life, then, becomes a response. It's all a response to the grace and mercy and acceptance that God has given you. That's a big divide. It's still a theological divide between members of the same family. Is this making sense? Yes. Can you imagine, you can imagine how it would divide family members. Those who are used to, we got to do this, we got to do that, we got to do this, or we're going to hell or whatever. As we try, all of us, to understand Jesus's message, 
This shows up in debates over things like who can lead a faith community. One week ago today, I was in the old city of Jerusalem. I was out on the cobblestone streets. I was waiting to be in a procession with uh, about 75 others. I brought my white robe. I had my red stole on. There were kids in the street, the youth group, that were playing drums and bagpipes and a big procession into this old church to oversee the ordination of the first Palestinian woman, woman, who would lead a Palestinian congregation. It had never happened before. At 2 a.m., when I was just arising because of my jet lag, she was taking the pulpit for the first time in Beit Sahur. There was some noise on social media about this happening in 2022. The cultural barriers are still very much in place there. But that is one of the questions where when we look at the message of Jesus Christ, what does it say about that? Secondly, who can participate in a faith community? Three years ago, this congregation determined on a day just like today with a rainbow cake in place that everyone is welcome to be a part of Redeemer Lutheran Church. We are a Reconciling in Christ congregation, and indeed this is Reconciling in Christ Sunday. This is a dividing point for many who somehow think that any other sin, you can walk with that in the door and be welcome to be a part, but what they label as sin is someone's identity, and they somehow think that that is being faithful. All are welcome here. There's no question about it. So is Jesus a divisive person? Is his message divisive because he insists on being loved the most? Loved more than your child? More than your parent? I think the perspective here is just that who guides you? Who guides you when you face the most difficult questions of life? Is it your mother? Do you call your mom? Would it be your faith? Would it be your father? Would it be the words of God as recorded in the Holy Scriptures? Sometimes you'll need to make a choice, and they'll be on two different sides. Is it hard to follow this Jesus, this Jesus of the gospel that I've shared this morning? There's a book that Mark Allen Powell wrote some time ago called Loving Jesus, and he tells a story about being in conversation with a Christian rock star who said, you know, I love Jesus, I am all in for Jesus, I am sold out for Jesus, but I do not want to go to a church service on a Sunday morning. And the church that I belong to is boring, and the people are like Ozzy and Harriet. And so Mark Allen, we don't have that problem here. <laughs> so Mark Allen Powell, after prayerfully considering how he might talk to this Christian rock star, said, well, so do you love Jesus? And the guy said, yes, I do. I love him with all my heart. Would you die for him? Yes, I would die for Jesus. Okay, you would die for him, but could you be bored for him? <laughs> 
Could you be bored for Jesus? And so Mark Allen Powell said, this is what I think the Lord wants you to do. I think that Jesus wants you to get out of your bed every Sunday morning and go to that Ozziet and Harriet church and sit there for an hour being bored. Do it for him. Call it bearing your cross if you like. Just do it. Carry a cross for Jesus. Be bored for Jesus. Worship, we are reminded, is not primarily for your entertainment or fulfillment. Not primarily. It is for you to worship your gracious God and give thanks. So today, we've got this annual meeting. It won't be boring, right? It won't be boring. It could be boring. And it might be a challenge to hang with this faith community at times as well. It might be a challenge for you to hang even with my leadership of this faith community. What do I mean by that? We have been planning on this new construction for some time now, but have you seen any construction happen? No, you have not. Last year at this time, I said, boy, fundraising is going so well, I think we can be a year ahead of our schedule. And I even said, I think we'll have air conditioning in the sanctuary this coming summer. Well, because of the way that construction is going right now, that's not gonna be possible. There are lots of time frame issues in place. But if you banked on there was gonna be air conditioning next summer, now there's not, I give up, then I would understand your frustration, but I would tell you this. A lot of what I say as the faith leader here is in the realm of vision. It is, here is what I see is possible for this faith community. This is where I hear the Lord guiding us. A vision is different than a plan. A plan is, this is how this could play out, okay? So that's one more degree of specificity. That involves more of you, our leaders here, to take a vision and make it a plan. It's also possible to reject the vision and say, Pastor Lisa, that's nice, I don't see it. Vision to plan to blueprint, and that's when our architects and our construction people get involved. And that might be different than the plan. And then blueprint to reality is one more difference. So if we go from a vision to a reality, there will be some important things that those have in common, but there will be changes along the way. And that degree of ambiguity is part of being a Christian. It's the ambiguity that we see in the refrigerator magnet kind of scripture that we have for today and in what the kingdom of God may look like as well. We also get a break from time to time. Something comes sailing through with clarity. And here's what's clear, and what you also liked too when we were reading it. The magnet that I am most drawn to on the scriptural fridge from Matthew chapter 10, give a cup of cool water to a little one of the faith and you'll know that you're on the right track. That's so Redeemer. And that is what's behind all of our plans for construction here. It's behind every element that those who are in need will be, have their needs um, met here. 
or at least we will give it a try. The sword of Jesus shows the clear division between providing for the worthy and providing for the thirsty. And how does that line go in the song that we sing before communion? It's on the back page of your bulletin for today. And we become drink for those who thirst. And say the last part with me. And the blessed will become the blessing, and everywhere will be the feast. Thanks be to God for that. Amen.
And there you have it, a sermon and a song. Hope you are inspired, fortified, challenged by these podcasts, and also willing to donate to support our ministry here in the heart of Milwaukee. Online, go to www.redeemermilwaukee.org. An old-fashioned paper check means no fees. The entire gift supports the ministry here. Send a check to Redeemer Church, 631 North 19th Street, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 53233. Our fearless and faithful capital campaign invites anyone to help us with financial contributions, big or small, to make our physical home at the corner of 19th Street and Wisconsin Avenue ready and able to worship, for education, and especially for outreach in decades to come. Information on Fearless and Faithful can be found at the website www.redeemermilwaukee.org. Until next time, may our gracious God increase your hope, strengthen your faith, deepen your capacity for love, and grant you peace.